0: So let me know when you're starting it, Josh.
1: I already started it. Are we recording? I've been started it.
0: You're. And we are back with episode 29 of the Dash Only podcast. I'm your host, Job. And once again, I'm grimed by my partners in Pod, my cohorts, my grimy crimies, Mr. Oh my. Josh. And the tablets, the incomparable, slightly less lazy this week.
2: And yeah, what it do, what it do. I appreciate that. I <laughs> started left. slightly. Just a little,
0: just a little bit. Can't give me too much. I get it. It was enough to let people know, though. So we back with another episode. NBA season's a full swing. The Jazz have the best record in the league. The Celtics are the biggest disappointment in the league. And the Knicks are the biggest surprise in the league. So we should start somewhere there. And like I told Ant, we're going to start start at home. Hims Boston Celtics, who took it upon themselves yesterday to blow a 25-point lead to Zion Williamson, his man boobs, and Brandon Ingram yesterday. <laughs> so, once again, Kimball Walker just isn't what he once was. Zion... Zion has been looking a lot more like the player that we thought was going to be like this all-world player recently. And Pelicans look, looked really good. Like, like it kind of felt like a comeback was going to happen because Boston's offense is so like sporadic. Like one-minute you knocking down difficult shots. Next-minute you can't get anything to go in the basket. So as our resident Celtics fan, Ant, we're going to start with you, buddy. What do you do, baby? What's up All with y'all?
3: First, on?
2: first first order of business. This goes on first, it goes on Danny H. I felt like I said this on previous on episodes. Previous. I felt like I said this on previous episodes that the team constructed isn't like it is not It's not a good team. Like the main additions was Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson. I already knew we wasn't gonna get shit done off of that. But at the same time, Kemba, I don't want to put all the blame on Kemba, but since the season, I know he had been dealing with injury issues, but he's been playing like dog shit. Straight up, that's how the way to call it. And I understand it's rust, but dog shit is dog shit no matter how it's presented to you. So that's definitely one of the issues, man. And if we keep playing like this, is we first round exit? I don't care who we play. I feel like we'll be a first round exit if we continue to play this route.
0: Yeah, I keep playing so, like this. Y'all might not have a first round to exit. Y'all might just not make it.
2: Okay, that's. I feel like that's too much. We're gonna make it off of the. I feel like off of talent alone of Jalen Brown and uh, Tatum, but that's just gonna flame out in the first round. So by All Star break, we need a big to play defense. So we've been saying that for like five years already, and we need depth because I feel like the bench is horrible, and we Brad Stevens keeps trying every different starting lineup, every rotation, messing with the minutes and trying to find a spark but there's nothing too permanent from the Celtics bench of steady contribution. So
3: at this rate, first round bounce, man.
0: Y'all hoarded all those first round picks. Y'all hoarded all that um, trade capital and did nothing with it. Nothing to show for it. No depth on the bench, nothing. It was just like Danny, Danny Ainge overvalued those things too much.
2: He did. And that's kind of like the don'ts of rebuilding. Like, I understand the rebuild, you have to be cautious, but you have to use those assets before they depreciate. Like, you can't, you have to sell them at the highest of their value. You can't wait and hold on to these joints till basically little to no value. And now we're stuck in a position like this. We could have had a big name star post Kyrie. Could have been had one. But there was had, no, no urgency.
0: Why? Could have had was other people who, so, um, who was it?
2: We could have Miles, Miles Turner. Turner. We could
1: have had. Let pieces. me just you Go on. Let me just say this. Um, little off track. Knicks fans, this is why nobody should be untradable on your roster. Who, there's you
0: know, no untradeable Nick.
1: No, nah, I'm just saying because I see it. You know, I'll be I'll be dabbling in the different team twitters, um, on rabbit holes, and this the the the. Boston Celtics should be an example of not wait and be like, oh, they're going to get better. Don't always assume it. Got to get rid of them.
0: Yeah, we they kept on like, the assumption was Brown and Tatum was so young that they had like this extended window, like their window was like open for the next 10 years. But mm-hmm. we know how basketball go. One thing could change and your window was closed immediately. So mm-hmm. once they seen that Brown and Tatum was kind of almost there. It should have been pushed. They should have been pushing hard to now get the pieces to put them over the top because now look at the East. When y'all going to be the favorite in the East again? Y'all not going to be better than Nets anytime soon.
2: Yeah, we we were playing uh, games. Honestly. Yeah, I got
0: no answer for Philly, you know, and Miami is built to be good for the next few years.
3: yeah, so, they're
0: struggling, yeah, but like I think their struggles have more to do with like the bubble and injuries and just like that, like that. They have like a, they still gotta catch up, but Boston don't got that excuse. Uh, They Boston's off. Boston's problems are very visible. Like you can see them. Like Kemba Walker can't hit those shots he used to hit. Like the to stretch the floor and just like make you respect him in the mid 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 range. And he's not as fast as he used to be, so he's not beating people to the rim anymore. It's like noticeable. You can see it. And Tristan Thompson should not be like your lead defender at the rim. Yes. And so Boston got moves to make Y'all still have the assets to make these moves
2: Yeah, yeah. we're still sitting on that draft That trade exception Like we're still sitting on like 20, asset, 28 mil, which is the highest ever Trade exception There should be no excuse by trade deadline We should have a center on our roster Or at least another point guard Another ball handler mm-hmm. Something Because
0: Oh, Warriors just thought There's just way Brad Watermaker bring him back That's your boy
2: Ah, he wasn't my boy But I'll take him back At this point, like he was not my guy. Listen, like I feel Danny Ainge is overdue for a big move because every other year he decides to wake up and be a GM. But now I feel like he's kind of the season getting hotter for Danny Ainge.
0: Oh, I got the big move for y'all. Move him out of Boston, move him
3: out of that seat.
1: Nah, I prefer him to stay.
3: Yeah, it was better for us.
2: Nah, listen,
1: I want him to still be in office when the Nets win a championship. That's what I want him. I want him still there. Oh, all that. We're going to be good for the next 10 years. No, I want you to be here when we win a championship.
0: And let's like, just let's like, I know we always knock Danny Ainge, but let's just highlight some of the mistakes he's made over the past few years. I don't know if the IT would be called a mistake, but it definitely was the... In hindsight, no, it's, a mistake. it's the launching pad of all of this. You know what I mean? Because technically,
1: Please, I respect you.
0: Yes. Technically, he made the right move for it's the franchise. Boss. For yeah. the franchise. He did the right thing the franchise did. But just the karma, the like public perception of now who what kind of GM he is. And and to see like the grace that IT fell from. IT was all NBA. Now he's begging to play on Team USA. You know what I mean? I was, I was yeah. even trying to rhyme. You feel me? I just do it sometimes. My bad, y'all. Rhyming expertly. You feel me? You feel me? But um, then you you start you started from there, and we thought they was right. Yo, you brought in Kyrie Irving. That's your next move. Like, how do you? Who can turn down Kyrie? It's Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie get there immediately. Is not immediately because early on he was like he liked it. Something must have changed while he was there. I was like, all right.
3: You Nigga, know I'm going to say. Yeah,
0: actually, I'm up out of here. And then he leaves. And then that just... and So before we even get to Kyrie, Gordon Hayward breaks his, his hand or his leg? His leg? Leg. leg he breaks it. his leg the That's very first like play of the game, pretty much. Like an alley from Kyrie. hmm So the player you brought in hurt your highest-paid player. I hurt him, but like 10th the pass, I hurt him. Move forward from there. Gordon Hayward, like, back and forth, never gets back to 100%. Y'all get rid of Terry Rozier before that because you don't think he's worth the money. And now we're at this place where you're paying Kemba Walker like two hundred million dollars, and Terry Rosier is right now looking like twice the player that he that Kemba, that Kemba is. Yeah. And it all kind of like cycles back that. to the I, the it move.
2: Uh, this is so one big butterfly effect going on with the it. It
0: is. It is. It, it, it's like it's the trickle down effect of almost when you pick talent. Over loyalty, and I, if I was Danny H, I would have did it. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. anybody would have done it. I think what I might have advised it to do is maybe not play
3: in the playoffs. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. yeah.
0: it's like, yo, we're not gonna win this series. It was already down in the series when he, yeah. right when he came back. Mm. So you got you that one Maybe not force it. Just you know, sit it out. Rehab. Be with your family. So it was like the compound of. We watched IT struggle to play the game. Sister, we all heard the story of his sister dying and everything that just led up to that. And it's just like, you can just look at Danny Ainge now, like, damn, this dude's cold-blooded. He don't care. And now I feel like the Celtics have the perception in the NBA of the team that players don't, uh, don't really want to deal with. It's like, I don't know, man. Ainge is, he cutthroat. Yeah, because
2: like, that kind of like dehumanized IT when he did that. Because now it's like, yeah, he, he's a person with feelings and family they got to tend to. But the way the perception looked after that was this guy is just a basketball player on my team and I don't care what happens at the end of the day I need you to hoop.
0: And Death. that was dangerous in a yes. player-friendly
2: league. The way to you know, I get it the way player-friendly league that we're in like they talk to each other. Oh, Social media is sure. out like for the sure. word gets around.
1: And we first heard it from AD. AD's yeah. father. Russia. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And Washington, and and it's from Washington. A lot of ball players come from Washington, so like yeah. that, you know, that was like conversation amongst them. Like, damn, they did it dirty.
2: Them Seattle proams, they was talking. Oh, for they sure, was, they was talking.
0: Boston was not spoken about favorably.
2: T- I just got to say that is one of the two moves that I feel like that doomed Boston. And was, it affected. was
0: was move number two.
2: Move number two is Tatum dunking on LeBron. Because that single-handedly assumed that Tatum was going to take the reins and the rebuild is over. And don't get me wrong. I seen like I'm one of those fans. I was on the Tatum hype train. Still am after that play. But it's like, since then, that was kind of like every Celtics fan in their heads is like, this guy is the one. This is the next big Celtic. And all logic of future rebuilding and future plans out the window.
3: Yeah, that makes
0: sense. That does make sense. It's kind of like... They kind of like put the the plan into fast forward once um, Tatum caught that dunk. Mind you, I lost the series, but everybody felt like now he he's ready to make the leap. And if you think about it, that's probably why he came out playing the way he did the following season. Like he was on his gunner shit. Like no matter what, I'm shooting it bad shots. He still takes pretty bad shots. That's one thing about Jason Tatum that he's he takes some pretty difficult shots.
2: Yes, that's like I understand. Like with difficult shot takers, like it is a tough call because. It's a difficult shot, yeah. but if you have the tendency to make him, who the hell am I to to critique it if you make him? It's still a bad yeah. shot, but if All you right. prove to make them, that's like the whole Dame paul George argument. So it's still, it's a little difficult, but I'll say those are two moves that really doomed Boston.
0: Well, PG was just being a hater because he got eyed that night, but I feel you. I do. It's um Jason Tatum taking bad shots. It's like it's a thing you learn to do well. Like Kobe learned to take bad shots well. Certain players are good at them. T Mac a, was a good bad shot taker because of the size and just like how skilled you are. But I think it hinders him to a while, to a point because he will settle for bad shots way too often. Like like that side step three he takes all the time is like you don't gotta take that as many as as much as you take them in the game. That's true. He takes a lot of those side step threes and it's just like score the basket, bro.
1: You six ten. If you believe Brad Stevens, my thing with Tatum and I think the, the league, like Ann said, they kind of like try to accelerate his growth mm-hmm. just because of the moments he was having. Um, They did it to sort of a point with Luka, too. Um, But with Tatum, I don't see him as that tear player yet. Like he's not there with the he's not even in the Giannis tear yet to me, and people will talk down on Giannis, even though he's a two-time MVP and all that, but he's not up there with the tears with, like, Steph, Kawhi, um, KD, and LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's, like, it's really tears to the stardom stuff. Yes. And Tatum is probably still on the tear with, um like, Kyrie PG and all them guys. Tier so, two. You,
3: um, and I think you just... Tier,
0: like, I don't know what tier that would be. Are we doing, like, is the best tier tier one or is it tier, like, four? How are we doing this? Oh. I think Tatum is one step away from being, like, a true superstar.
2: I'll make him tier two, in my opinion.
0: However we choose to do it. Say, so, like, the, the, the best you tier is it, tier one. Me. You do it. Best do it. tier is tier one. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. And I think you just stumbled on a pretty interesting conversation. Just, like, Josh, bringing up Luca. the NBA is in a weird place where, like, veterans aren't like um appreciated anymore. We no longer have like this like need and want to have veterans like um help mold players. Cause think about it, like Luca's in what year two? Three three. He's in he's in year three. And the Mavs handed him the franchise like last season or like maybe this year officially like they showing like you're the leader and he's still a kid. Oh, e- exa- even when he played in um in Spain in the Spanish league. Like, he was a kid. There was a bunch of grown men on that team. They knew he was the best player. But it was like, we can handle, we, we, were, we were pros and we would help you be a pro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Tatum is the same thing in Boston. They handed him the T's when he was 20. Like, of course, certain players can handle it. And I'm not saying that these guys can't handle it. I'm just saying that sometimes it's good to have the young players just focus on being the best basketball player they can be and not having to, like, have the, the the team on your back in like a literal level and like a figurative level, level. Mm. cuz someone like Luca he he's facing more backlash this year because you're the you're you are the leader. No one else is the leader but you. So when we see you bitching every moment to the refs, we see it. When you complain all of these things, when we watch you take bad threes now, before him taking bad threes was fun. Was like cute. oh my god. Look yeah. at look at look at this guy. He's he's so um what's the word of this he's so confident and now it's like Bro, you shooting twenty nine percent
2: from three. Stop shooting threes. That's like that's not your shot. Please. That's how quickly the narrative changes with the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: so. but you're not winning. What can you do for me now? That's the. That's how the world is. What can you do for me now, Luca? Losing um Tatum on a rough draft, y'all. Y'all don't have a losing record. I think y'all five hundred, but it's still.
2: That's still that's still not good.
1: because we haven't seen the Celtics like this since what 20. I want to say five years ago, six years ago.
2: Yeah, it's like twenty thirteen, fourteen.
0: Yeah, so it's a weird spot for y'all to be in, but Boston, like Tatum, Tatum and Brown, are so good that you're literally one piece away from this all being fixed.
2: Like, see, my thing with that, that is, is that's been Boston's whole. That should be like the tagline for the team: is one piece. Like away. like
1: three years, three four years, one I've,
2: I'm tired of hearing one piece away, like. I understand losing to Braun, Odozy. Like, everybody has their heart broken by Braun at some point in their basketball career, like the last 20 years, damn yeah. But I understand that. But when the East window was as big as it was last year with Milwaukee getting bounced in the second round, you just got to pass Miami. Like, it's opportunities like those that we're not going to get back. And with look at the Nets, the way they are, like, that window is completely shut.
0: Well, so, I would say. I love the Nets, like, offensively, but I still think y'all one piece away from competing, like, competing with them. I I, I still think they would be the favorites if y'all played them in a the series, but...
2: Competing, to me, only sounds like the series is going to go six or seven. Like, if we're going yeah. to build a team, we got to build a team for success, if you know what I'm trying to say, like... Mm.
0: But the thing is, the Nets the Nets are in that weird spot where it's like you are not finding any team with two better players besides maybe the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like they won yeah. in two punch, you're not finding nothing really better than that. So no matter who they play, they'd be the favorite in almost any series. So teams like that, you just want to be like, oh, that's going to be a competitive series. Because once a game, once a series get to game seven, anything can happen, you know? And that's the whole point of having guys like a Tatum and a Brown who can like arguably match those guys for enough time. It's the third piece and that's like, not trying to jump around, but that's why the Nets have so much of a an advantage on everybody else. It's cause their third piece is like the most efficient scoring guard in the NBA.
2: Their you know, third like, piece is other people's first piece.
0: Yeah. He was your first piece a few years ago. It was. That's how true it is. So like yeah. the Nets X factor is an all NBA talent. Yeah. So it's like they their ceiling. That's why I think their ceilings higher than the Lakers. Like the Lakers. Defensively, can turn it up to somewhere that like most teams can't go. But offensively, if the Nets start like clicking, there'll never be a team that could score with them in the world. Like, if that team starts cooking like Kyrie, Harden, and KD together, what team has ever had two scorers on like KD and a Harden's level on the same team? Like, that got, but like, there have been teams that had 30 point scorers before, but in a prom like this, like, never never we never seen that Like, and then someone like Kyrie who was probably the most offensively gifted guard like point guard ever probably real shit like just skill shooting ability handle finishing at the rim like they don't get much better so the Nets are
2: and the thing that's also beautiful about the Nets big three I feel like we're giving Josh his flowers for the team but they can all create they can all create their own shot like I feel like not many big threes can create their own like create their own jump shot like this. Let's speak of like the Warriors big three before KD. It was Draymond is the facilitator. Steph can create his own shot, Clay to an extent. Like it's been a minute since we've seen three shot creators in their prime on the same team.
0: Very true. Very true. But while we're on the Nets, let's just um, let's get into like the actual rundown of the show before we say here, just talking about how good Josh team is and this nigga like pass out from happiness. Yeah. Um, the Nets West Coast road trip went better than anyone could have expected. Besides KD, probably, even though he didn't play most of it. Nets went 5-0 in the West. Played some really good competition. They beat the Clippers in that time. They beat the Lakers in that time. Who else, Josh?
1: He, well, it was the whole Pacific.
0: Whole Pacific. The, Fiend, so like, and it's, the Pacific is probably the best division out West. Mm-hmm. So they ran through the best division out West. Mm-hmm. Um, three of those games without KD. KD only played two games during the road trip. So, my question to present to y'all is: Are the Nets the favorite out East?
2: Um, uh, of course. There we go. See so you oh. hear That cockiness in that. Of course. I mean, Tokyo shit like, king. Like, um, <laughs> is
1: we've beaten? there's a stat out there that we're ten and one against. Well, it's probably eleven and one now against shit. teams that are above five hundred. So great stat to have. All the stuff about the Nets struggling before was just them being lazy and playing down to competition, which is what I'd rather have than us beat the lowly teams and then we're struggling against the best teams. And now that's why I will be worried. But, um, where
0: well, you guys it, is a good problem to have,
1: and they're showing more effort on defense. That's what I took from this road trip because you held they held three teams, I believe, under 100 in this in five games. So at least you're showing effort now because that's the only thing with defense. Just be competent. You don't have to be great, which I don't expect them to be great. Just be competent. Get stops when you need it and we will be fine. But um, when you have James Harden and Kyrie doing what they're doing without um, KD is scarier because yeah. especially um, Kyrie had a bad game against the Lakers and they still, I don't, I don't care what anybody says. When you look at the boss score, not it's not what you saw in that game. The Lakers were down twenty with four minutes left. So, yeah. so, and Kyrie had a bad game. Kyrie had sixteen. James Harden took over. When you have people like James Harden, Kyrie, and then you put KD in that mix, it's very dangerous. I don't care if you got Embiid. I don't care if you got AD. I don't care. That's gonna be hard to beat those three guys, especially when you got snipers like Joe Harris, Shamit, who's yeah. coming along, TLC who's just sniping. And I'm just I'm I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: The, the Nets have over seven play issue and over 40% from three. That's ridiculous. Never heard um, I just
2: I just want to touch on um the point Josh made about KD being out. I feel like that was probably the best thing for the Nets during this West uh this whole Western road trip for them just because the whole questions we had coming in between Kyrie and Harden, how is that going to work? And taking KD out of the equation and letting them grow, and I feel like they found it because Kyrie said the magic words that we all expected anyway was let Harden run PG. Like, they established that ground. I'm the shooting guard. He's the point guard. And I feel like that eliminated most of the confusion that everybody had once the team was originally announced. Like, where's the ball going? How is this going to work? And Harden easily accepted the point guard position. Kyrie, without a doubt, would rather shoot than, you know, I'll say, he would rather score than facilitate. And KD, all he has to do is come back in there, one of the best scorers of all time, seamlessly, getting another 30 on
0: top of... All KD got to do is be perfect, man, like he always is. (laughs) All KD
2: got to do is be (laughs) KD. Like, he don't got to do nothing else except do what he does. So, allowing... Kyrie and Harden to figure out the facilitating duties while KD was out. That was kind of like how I pieced together like the light of them gelling together and them yeah. progressing as a team. I didn't
1: really think about it like that. Ant. That's good. That's a good point.
2: Appreciate it. Um, and
0: just like and just in terms of like the Nets overall view, James Harden deserves so much credit because he walked in and started sacrificing immediately. Which is very similar to the play that he was on OKC. He was always okay being like a complimentary role. He wasn't like it wasn't above him. And I'm not saying he's complimentary now, but he's definitely making sure KD and Kyrie get theirs first because he's gonna get his in the in the in the um, offense. It's just like naturally he's James Harden. It's like listen, I'm gonna end up in this spot. I'm gonna hit a shot. I'm gonna end up in this spot. I'm gonna hit a shot. So he's one player that had this perception as like a um, selfish player, selfish teammate. I do think the way he left Houston motivated him to be this player a little bit more. Like I can't have left with that kind of smut on my name and then come here and continue to be See. that player. Exactly. So it it actually probably worked out better for him that like it was such a contentious breakup between the two of them. But, um, Harden is he, he truly needs to be, he's truly, he truly needs to be respected. Like like what he did this season is special.
1: And, uh, what you're saying is true because um, I caught myself in a couple of net games, you know, when KD and Kyrie sit and they leave Harden on or, or whatnot. And he's still being passive. Like he's not like taking as much shots when he's out there with a Joe Harris, TLC and all those guys. He's still willing to pass. He's like, I'm going to get y'all open. I'm going to get y'all, y'all buckets. He said, this is why I'm here. He's still doing that even when these stars are off the floor on the bench. So I I took that in And I actually thought about it like this is he's actually buying in to this role of being a point guard and sending people up.
0: Yeah, it's because someone someone like James Harden is such a good offensive player. He don't need no one to be great. He don't need no one to be James Harden. Like Mm -hmm. he's James Harden. Like he's going to get his 25, 30 regardless. Mm -hmm. And. It just, it's just good to see because you would think like a player like him who was so accustomed to being um, just ball dominant would just need he still is kind of ball dominant, but it's like he's ball dominant in more of like a complimentary role. It's more about finding the other dudes. Like Joe Harris has to be the happiest player in the league. Like he's open. <laughs> there's 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 never gonna be a reason for him to be covered again. Like if like. He might see one defender for the rest of his career. You know what I mean? Like, he's playing with three of the best scores in the league and the Nets are shooting the fucking letters off the ball, bro. Like, I've never seen nothing like this. Like, it feels like every time the
1: ball is kicked to a corner, is good. And, and this is one thing I like about Joe Harris, and I'm starting to see from Shamit a little bit in TLC and um Jeff Green. They don't just jack up a shot. Like, yeah, they go shoot the ball, but when they see somebody actually close enough to contest a shot, they could attack through the dribble. And that's why I don't know what, who actually is telling them that, probably Steve Nash, but they're actually attacking on the people closing out on them and getting into the hole. And that's what makes everything disoriented. Now people over helping. Now somebody else getting open. So I like that yeah. they're not just, oh, I'm just catching, shooting, that's it.
0: They collapse the defense. They have yeah. the ability to still put the ball on the ground. They're not just like shooters. They're like, no, nah, I can still put it on the ground and get to the rim. Mm-hmm. To Steve Nash's so, credit,
2: to Steve Nash's credit, during his playing days, he was he was pretty much great at doing the dribble presentation, dribble penetration and kicking out. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, like his whole game. Yeah. So I can. I'm glad to see Steve Nash showing his imprint, like on the Nets, not just being like a figurehead coach. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, say?
0: no, so. I'm happy that he's not that um, at all. So I guess we all agree and set the Nets on the team to be out East, but. Yes. Um, who would we say is their biggest competition? I'm gonna start this one off. I'm gonna go with yeah, Philly. Just just off rip this Philly, mm-hmm. just cause like as constructed right now, Joel and B would average forty five and fifteen on this team. <laughs> like as constructed right now, like he would just continuously turn over his shoulder, sack, bro. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do with him. But about worry about six. All right, and you have Simmons who can play defense on any of these three guys at a really high level but he could only guard one of them at a time. I think this is where they really, where the problem really sets in for them. We'll be looking and, for Thomas Harris. And yo, and this is something I stole from Charles Barkley and I'm going to keep it now. He said it the other day on Bill Simmons podcast, he was like, something that will never change is in the playoffs, the ball always finds the guy who can't shoot, always, every single mm-hmm. time. And that will, I don't care what Ben Simmons do this season. I don't care what he does. As long as he can't shoot, Philly will not get over the hump.
2: They, that's exactly what i that, that was my next sentence. Yeah. They're so, not a viable postseason threat until they trade Ben Simmons or he finds a jump shot.
0: Or or they get like a legit like number two scorer so he can just be like his free... He could be kind of like what Giannis is almost like on defense. It's like a, a free safety because that was the thing with Giannis, too. We had, like, this perception that he was this lockdown defender where it was just, like, more. They just let him roam around and jump passing lanes and help yeah. side blocks. And that's really what Ben Simmons would really, like, excel at. And then he can get out to the break because he jumped in passing lanes. So, yeah, I think Philly might be one trade away from, from truly giving the Nets a, a run for their money. And I've always assumed that that trade was C.J. McCollum. That's like who I just think like fits that what they need so perfectly on that team. But they have well, yeah, they do. They have Tyrese Maxey and dudes like that. They can probably put together something for them, But I don't see um, Portland coming off or anything for him. But yeah, so before I get, out, get into a tangent, Philly would be my second best team out east. What about y'all? Josh, uh, I guess.
2: You so, uh, got an answer already. Uh, I was going to go Milwaukee. I'm going to go Milwaukee way over Philly because just off the strength of the fact that Ben Simmons can't shoot and that, you know, that fucks up all the spacing in the playoffs, especially when they can focus on you for a seven game series. The only reason I'll give Milwaukee a better chance than Philly is just off of the sheer physicality of Giannis. Really? Because I feel like that gets over You can't really game plan all the way through for physicality. You just got to... You don't, once you get punched in the mouth, all that game plan to go out the window, you got to hoop. So it's like, I feel the defense between him and Drew Holiday and the whole Milwaukee team, if they continue to gel it together, if they could, they can give the best run. But I feel like this is the next conference to lock down.
1: Yeah. Josh, what about you? To be honest, guys, uh, it's the Knicks. Shut up, Josh. Piece <laughs> of shit.
2: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> damn why are you using your team as a punchline um,
1: I know right alright all right. It's, it's, it's Miami to me I know they they playing horrible right now but when you have the best coach in the conference Eric Sposho who I think is still the best coach in that conference I think um, he could come up with formulas to try to stop the big three and they may be successful. He might take us on a long ride in the series, but other than that, uh, I got the Heat. I know it's not the popular opinion right now,
0: but yeah, no, I get. Uh, the Heat made sense, and you're right. We kind of overlooked them because of where they're at in the standings right now. That probably would have been my number one pick if they were higher in the standings. Mm-hmm. But um, back to Milwaukee for a second. The thing that Milwaukee is missing is like losing. Like, who did they lose in the offseason? Was it Jay Crowder? No, that was Miami who lost Jay Crowder. They lost two players in the offseason. Smaller pieces, but, like, it mattered to them.
1: It's like Wesley Matthews.
0: Yeah. They lost guys who, like, solidify their defense. You know what I mean? Like, that's what happened. That defense used to was, like, all-world last year. It was one of the best defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. And now you, you accent from, more from Dante Defengenzo and guys like that. Guys who are not good defenders. It's like you, Pat Conanton and these dudes. Like, you were lying on them now. Before, mm-hmm. they were luxuries last year. And you see it when it comes down to late games. Like they just don't have enough dudes, especially when they are playing the nets. Like early in the season, they played the nets and it was a great game down to the fourth quarter. But then what happened? It was big three versus big three. And the Nets mm-hmm. big three, like we're not going to miss y'all are definitely going to miss before us. And that's what just happened. Like Katie, Ky- Kyrie and, and um, James Harden just kept on scoring.
1: That's my other problem with um, Giannis. Um, that he doesn't have the ball like that in the fourth quarter in close games because people is more predictable than a Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday who can actually shoot with efficiency.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, so they had the ball in a Chris Middleton hands when they was playing the Nets, and that's when it was just like, okay, so we have like Ja said, ja, we have um KD, Kyrie, well, It wasn't even Kyrie. Kyrie wasn't even playing. He was on a sabbatical. It was K and Harden. And you're relying on Chris Middleton to carry you in the fourth quarter. I like our odds better.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just um they have like this: their offense has a ceiling, so is their defense. The Nets defense has a ceiling. Their offense is unlimited. And it's like (laughs) it's like, and that's like with the Lakers, too. Their offense has kind of a ceiling because the shooting isn't as great and it's just kind of just KD and AD. But that defense ceiling is unlimited. That the Lakers could hold a team to 75 points and I wouldn't be surprised. So those are the things like you gotta have something that you're just great at. And Miami is super great at defense. And like that's why Josh answer kind of makes the most sense because they have the most ability to keep on throwing bodies at at um at Brooklyn and have enough shooting on the court to try to keep the game close. And that probably is the formula that really beat B- Brooklyn threes and defense. So I think Josh kind of had the best like breakdown on that one, but the nets are most definitely the favorite out East. Um, so coming off the nets being one of the best teams in the Eastern conference let's look at some of the guys at the bottom of the East. So if you look at seven through 11, which is like the teams who are fighting for the playing spots right now, we got the Knicks at seven. We got Charlotte at eight, Chicago at nine, Miami at 10 and Atlanta at 11. So of those b- bottom five teams, which two will most likely be the seven and eight seed? Um, let's start with you. Ant. Who do you have of those bottom five seeds, the seven to eight to 11 seeds, which, which two was uh, most likely to make the postseason and,
2: and why? Uh, first, I got the heat just because of, you know, the defending, not defending anything, but coming out of the finals last year. There they was there. Defending
0: Eastern Conference champions.
2: Defending, here you go. <laughs> defending Eastern Conference champs. i forgot the term for it. Because <laughs> they ain't defending the chip. But <laughs> That's true. I'm like, a defending Eastern Conference champs, he got the heat. So I feel like they could make a push towards the second half of the season, and I can see them not finishing – with home court advantage but slightly below it like the fifth or the sixth with the right surge and out of the teams I I feel like I feel like it's going to be the Knicks man. I feel like the Knicks are going to sneak in there with that last seed. I feel like you guys I feel like you guys can maintain it depends what you do at the deadline if you do move Randall or not. But I feel with no moves, I feel like you guys could sustain at the AC spot.
0: Yeah, from what I'm reading, we plan on keeping Julius. Simply one because he's balling, and two he has like a pretty team-friendly contract. He makes 19 million. Like dudes who put up his numbers is making 25, 30 right now.
1: Yeah, he's definitely so I, going this offseason.
0: Yeah, he's going. He's probably going this offseason. He's <laughs> I, I, if he if he, he probably going this offseason. Josh is right. That's real shit. But at the same time, if we don't get the right piece for him, I think he'll still be there. Like we would have to get like a star player for him. So I don't think they're letting him walk just for nothing. No. Brad, Brad, man, but chill, my son. Who ooh.
1: Uh, the Kentucky kid in Minnesota that's rotting away.
0: Cat, I just seen Julius outplay that
1: nigga last night. <laughs> that's fine.
0: I know what you mean, though. I did watch Julius Randall outplay him last night. So, it's but cool. you're right, you just know. COVID, bro. The Knicks is Kentucky um pro. That's we, we we Kentucky pro team. We the New York Knicks of Kentucky. <laughs> so we might we we might, but um.
2: New York and, Wildcats.
0: Pretty much, um, Josh. What do you think? Those, the, those bottom, those about seven to eleven. This is real. It? You know,
1: it's real that I totally agree with Ann. This is crazy. Mm. We, don't, we
2: don't, agree know.
1: often. This might be the very first time in history. You know what I'm saying? It's
2: the very first dead ass agreement, y'all. That's
1: what's like, what um, And um, I've been watching a lot of Knicks basketball. And I share that with Ja, me and I just hit up Ja on a random, like, yo, why the Knicks doing this? Like, I'd be highly invested in the game. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, come on. Like, but because this is where y'all was two years ago. That's why this is you yeah. feel like you're watching
0: the Nets from two years ago. Yeah. It's like, look at them. They're so scrappy.
1: Man, <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Um, But I, I definitely got the heat in the Knicks. And the only reason I remember I told y'all this when they hired Tibbs, 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 Tibbs. Tibbs. Tips.
0: It looks like fibs, though. You're right.
1: I told him, y'all not losing anymore. And he was like, I want the picks, though. I'm like, ja. I, did say, I did say that. I did
0: say Let's that. I did say that. Let's
1: not lose. Yes, the Minnesota thing. That's an outlier. But it was Minnesota. Anybody dies in Minnesota. He is going to make the Knicks a playoff team. It's going to be 8 or seven. Yeah, it's cool, but that's how it starts.
0: Oh, so, but let me say my bad. You just said eight to seven. Bro, I do not want to play the Nets in the first round. If we make the playoffs, you I can't handle that. I can't handle just KD averaging 37, 7, and 7 on my favorite team on 52% shooting from the field. I can't handle that shit.
1: Loki, I don't want to either, bro. Because even, if y'all get one game, I'm gonna have to hear for that.
0: Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's, that's all I need. Like, Give oh me one,
1: God, bro. Like I'm happy we won the series, bro. We get one.
0: <laughs> believe that. We, oh man, I
1: got three stars. Like I, y'all I got, got three Hall of Famers. <laughs> I don't even want to hear that in New York. So I rather play the Heat than y'all in in the first. even though the Heat will be harder.
2: We need in New York. Brooklyn series, but it's no Maine. fans.
1: So it makes no sense. If it was fans, I'll be over it.
2: It doesn't. You don't need fans because you Wait, 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 You're going to hear everybody going crazy from their windows. You don't need no fans. Yeah. Everybody will be tuned into that.
0: And they slowly opening up the league. Like we at ten percent capacity now. We we might be at twenty five by the time playoffs get popping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who knows? But I would be. I don't. I couldn't handle watching y'all sweep us. But, bro, the TL, the timeline on Twitter will be more fun than it has ever been for basketball Twitter if the Nets and the, and the Knicks face off in the postseason.
2: But New York Twitter, and it, and it, specifically. Especially
1: if y'all steal one game. I just know it's going to be, bro, oh, my God. Don't let, don't let it be
0: game one. I don't can't. let it be game We're one. we sweep them. We're gonna- <laughs> Bring the brooms
3: out. Who are
0: these guys? <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Yeah, but um, that would be dope. But uh, my pick for the bottom two, like, I don't want to be the guy to disagree with y'all, so I'm gonna. I, I do want the Knicks to make it, but I will move it just to have another team take a spot and have a podcast that is worth of listening course. to.
3: For take, um,
0: take a discussion, Miami is the obvious, they were, the, they are the defending Eastern Conference champions. Mm-hmm. But Depends every time I look at Atlanta, I'm like, there's too much talent on that team, You're like, not on the playoffs. They are the 11 seed.
2: What? I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: they're the 11 Ooh. seed right now. Um, I don't have the tape in them, man. They're 13 and 17. Same record as the Heat. One game behind Chicago. Two games behind Charlotte. So they're two games back for the eight seed, which isn't undoable. But it just seems really weird that a team with like Trey Young, who will get talks for all NBA this year. You know, like um like good wings like De- well DeAndre Hunter is hurt right now. Yeah. But he's a deep team. They're deep overall, just like in terms of depth Gallinari. But this goes back to our last discussion about Tatum and Luca, a team handing over the keys to a player too young. Like, we're not even sure Trey Young's a winning basketball player yet. We know he's good at basketball. We good at basketball. We know he's good at basketball, but is he does he contribute to winning?
1: He ran really problems with John Collins too.
0: Yeah, and to me that's normal. Teammates butt heads all the time, especially guards and forwards, because your job is to get me the ball. But it's just you handed over the keys to a player because Atlanta was dying for a star. It was one of those mm-hmm. cities that needed a star, and Trey Young is a star. He box office, he'll sell tickets, but it's it's going to win y'all games? And right now we're seeming like completely focusing the offense around him, isn't it? Because we have this um affinity to like compare him to Steph because of the shooting range and the size, but like he's nowhere near as efficient as Steph. And that's what makes Steph special. Like besides the range, besides the size, besides all of that, it's the efficiency. It's like he's shooting 40% from anywhere behind the three point line. It don't matter how far back he goes. Trey Young, there have been certain points where he's shooting low thirties from like really deep. He's like, in like 29 last time I checked from like 40 foot out, which he shoots a lot. Mm-hmm. um, it It isn't really comparable. And the Warriors also built a team around stuff, skill sets naturally. It wasn't yeah. like, like a
1: whole bunch of free agents, plugins.
0: Yeah. You throw it in like even Bogdanovich got hurt. You know what I mean? How much was that going to help them? You know what I mean? It wasn't going to help them that much. At this point, DeAndre, you have to play DeAndre Hunter over him. He's the better play because he plays defense. Um, John Collins is up and down, like one of those dudes who averaged twenty ten with no impact on the game. Capella's having an amazing year, so we're not going to knock that. But yeah, again, again, not 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 affecting the game. He's got Trey Young is averaging MVP numbers. Capella is putting up Hakeem Olajuwon numbers, and they below five hundred. Like. <laughs> These empty stats.
2: My thing is, when you're a team that low in the standings, you can't afford to have those team miscommunications because those greatly affect you more than better teams. Like, with John Collins and the Trey Young situation and wanting a trade and looking at, I would have said the Bulls, but looking at the Bulls and Levine not even wanting to be there, but still forcing their way through wins and everything. Like, those aren't the teams on the bubble that are on the verge of making it, like, you shouldn't be happy to deal with those issues. Those are, the, those are what separates you from non-playoff teams and playoff teams is small things like that. Like, the Knicks are gelling together. They're looking like a team. We already seen yeah. the Heat show up as a team last season during the last run in the bubble. So it's just the continuity of it all.
0: Like, to, you brought back up the Knicks and, like, perfect example from, like, comparably to, like, Atlanta – um, Atlanta has the better team. The, the they have the best player between yep. both. I'm, not, I'm actually not sure Trey Young's better than Julius Randle. I'll take that back. But they have what people would consider the best player between the two teams. On paper, yeah. But, but the Knicks have what the Nets have now. What teams like what great teams have? You have like a uh, a culture that you're building. You have like identity. Yep. You know every night the Knicks gonna play defense. We might not hit threes. We might not be the best offensive team, but we're going to play defense every single night. And that comes from the team that comes from Tibbs. And that comes from having players like Julius Randle who are hard workers, or RJ Barrett, who are hard workers. Like the team is built on defense or hard work. Offense will come. Atlanta's Atlanta's um identity is Trey Young. Yeah. It's like, when you think of Atlanta, there is no, is just Trey Young? Oh, Trey Young shoots a lot of threes. He has a great handle. It's just like that kind like, of identity. When like, you think no of, player.
2: When you think of a Hawks game, it's like, I don't know what's Trey Young going to do tonight. That's pretty much it. Yeah. You're like, yo, what is he going to do? Because yeah. that's all people look for. That's all people know. Like, with the Knicks, they're, they're setting something up. That's why I feel like they're one of those teams that should be getting in there.
0: LeBron is the only player who's allowed to be the culture.
1: That, that's how great he is, because he's winning a million.
2: Because he like, knows he is winning culture at this point.
0: He knows
1: what LeBron, it takes to win. He's been there. LeBron's is the only player who's allowed to be the culture. Like, that was the problem. Um, who? Remember we, we did the um, when we talked about the Hawks signing these guys, we was like, we don't know if this guarantees them. Because everybody was saying the Hawks are going to be in the playoffs, Hawks. But this is like, we don't know if this going to guarantee them. Because now look, look where they at now. Yeah. Did All that offseason spending and the guys that you signed in the offseason are not even better than the guys that you had on the team already. Yeah. It's, it's, it's
0: talent acquisition. That's all it was. It was talent acquisition, but it wasn't like culture. He wasn't like mining out of culture. Same no. thing with, with Dallas. Thank you. Thank you. Like it's the same thing with Dallas, bro. Like Dallas, luckily, they got Luca. So he is the type of player who can be your culture. Like mm-hmm. just like the, the like the levels he can get to. But he's still young and there is no culture there. So now you see them struggle. They struggle with culture. It's just like what what are we when he's not on the court? What is what is Atlanta when Trey Young's not playing? It's nothing. it just it, nothing to to call back to. There's no reference point. The team don't know what makes them them, and it just gets out of whack every time. So Atlanta would be my pick if just off the base off the look at the talent. The team makes sense. Like that team should be able to stretch the floor, throw lobs at the rim, hit
2: threes, and play some defense.
0: And they should be able to hire Trey Young on defense because they got like. Three, four good defenders in that lineup, like at any time.
2: Switchable as well, but I don't know. That defense is just too, too abysmal.
0: Yeah. I guess that's the, the thing. Culture above stars, right? Build a culture, stars will come. But if you build a culture around stars, nobody else wanna play there.
2: Yeah. You gotta get their personal, you gotta get their personal friends to come get them to play. At yeah. that point. That's the only way. What happened? Take it if you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um let's move out west though um so as you guys we all have seen the all-star ballots came out um starters were announced and everything pretty much made sense besides one big one thing that had twitter ablaze i would say I'm Trying to use the, the the marquee words twitter was ablaze because mm-hmm. Luka Doncic was named a starter over Dame Lillard. And before we get too deep into this, the all-star voting process isn't like science. It's like some from the fans, some from the media, some from whoever, It's a little bit of everything. So it's not saying that the NBA thinks he's more deserving. It's like Luka Doncic is really, is really popular. He has a whole continent behind him, as Josh likes to say. It's a whole continent of people voting for him every time he touches down. Mm-hmm. So it didn't surprise me that he beat out Dame. But do you guys think he deserved the spot above Dame? And if not, why not? Uh Let's Josh. Let's start with Josh since we started with Ant last time. Here.
1: Um, no, I don't think he deserved it over Dame.
0: Only because Is it cause he's white?
1: Nah, nah. Oh,
0: all right. All right. <laughs> I was just trying to be controversial. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big
1: supporter of Luca. Um, but Dame does his like it is. This is a narrative league. Dave or all I said, Dave, Dame with all the injuries on his team, CJ McCollum's been out for a month or two. Um, Nurkic's been out for a while also, and they're the fifth seed and he's playing out of his mind. Um, It's not like the stats is like way off, like um, Luca's averaging 35 while he's averaging 21. It's actually closer than a lot of people think, except for the rebounds wise. Rebounds wise, yeah. Um, College college graduate guys <laughs> yeah but I, that's why i got dane because he's been playing out of his mind he's drive this team all the way to the fifth seed when they're not supposed to be here
0: they should you
1: know? not be so i i got him over starting. and he-
0: dallas is currently a 10
1: seed yeah
3: it's disgusting
1: while people and that's the other thing because people had luca come into the season as an mvp Yes, he's putting up MVP type numbers, but the team is not winning for you to be considered MVP. So that's why I have Dame personally.
2: Look, man, we know Dame should be starting over in this over <laughs> Luca in this one, man. Like that, I feel like I feel how like,
0: they do Dame like this during Black History Month.
2: Like I feel like they dead ass had the farm systems out for Luca, man. There was NBA definitely had some niggas sitting by the computer, voting every day for this man, Luca. Cause I don't see how the 10th seed is over what? He's a 5th seed, right? In Portland? Yeah. Yes. 5th seed with no CJ, no Nurkic, who's probably never, like, he never plays. No CJ, no Nurkic. And he's still dragging the team, like Josh said, to a potential home court advantage spot. And yeah. doing this shooting lights out from three, being efficient. Like, he's he's making all the right plays on all the right moves to gain... Not the only MVP... Said, like, if you get an MVP consideration, he should definitely be an all-star starter. Like, it's counterintuitive. It doesn't make... You can't put one and one together.
0: That's math to me.
2: Yeah, like, if you want MVP consideration, you're automatically all-NBA discussion. So, in theory, all-star starter. So, Ooh. I just Light feel it. like... I just feel like that was NBA just trying to get some more international dollars by putting Luca in there. Uh, I don't blame them; it's a business, but it should be Dean.
0: Luca and Zion are the two players the NBA will blindly push for the next like five to ten years, no matter what. So be prepared for things like this. I can I, I can definitely
2: see them trying to like reinvent the Bird Magic of like the twenties.
0: Yeah. Between
2: yeah. Zion and like Luca or something like that,
0: I can see that hundred percent. And I think like Zion, I mean Zion, Luca got the um the All Star starter nod, and which in theory means nothing because when your career is over, it doesn't say ten time All Star starter, it's just ten time All Star. You know, so it means nothing, honestly. It's good for context, but, though. But good for context, but I would say this. The NBA, especially like the voters and the writers, they have a way of like fixing mistakes they've made. Dame Lillard will finish higher in MVP voting this year than he has any other year. I'm not saying that he's going to win it, but he most definitely will like it'll be like a top three finish this year. Yeah, I'd like be surprised by that second four, place.
3: Top three, place. Like,
0: it'll be hard for him to get to second place just because of the way Jokic and Embiid's playing right now. But mm-hmm. I could see him jumping brawn. I could see him jumping brawn because the Lakers about to lose AD for a while. They are about to start coasting something crazy. I think so. I think you just see a big like, like some coasting coming from the Lakers cuz they don't care what seed they get in. They don't get they don't care if they are anywhere between 1 and 5. They think it could be anybody out west, anywhere in the league. And That's they should they should feel that way. So I could see them attempting to coast at some point and I can see Dame falling into that that third spot in the MVP vote race. And if he was to end up winning it, that would be great. I don't really see him winning it with the way Embiid and Jokic are playing so far, but anything is possible. But yeah, I do agree. Dame is more deserving of the All Star starter, but they never even gave us like a a criteria. You know what I mean? It's just like be popular. You know what I mean? Just yeah, be popular. And That's it. it's hard to be more popular than Luka Doncic. Kids love him, white and black. Got a whole country behind him. Super charismatic kind of player. Makes it hard to dislike. So I get it. But um he it, it, it we'll see we'll see where 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 it heads out. Luca might at some Luca might go on a run where he averaged 30, 12, and 13 for a month and then he back in the competition for all NBA and a fucking um all, all, um MVP. He's that good, so we don't know. But I do know that the Jazz is the best team in the NBA and nobody cares. We I know do. that.
3: I've been saying I know that much. I know that much.
2: We do not care about Utah. Salt so, Lake, we don't care. <laughs>
0: the Jazz... The MJ. You, you know who this Jazz team reminds me of? You remember that Atlanta team that won 60 games a few years ago, but no one gave a fuck that they won 60 games because we know they're going to get dragged by LeBron when it came to the <laughs> finals. Same
2: theory applies this here.
0: exactly what's happening here.
2: We don't care.
0: The Jazz have won 19 of 20 games, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, like 19 of their last 20. Um, have the best point differential in the NBA, top 10 offense, top 10 defense. Top 10 offense, top 10 defense is usually like almost like a, that is like a key of getting to the NBA finals. Like if you can be top 10 in those two things, you will make the finals. So we'll see, but they don't have LeBron and Donovan Mitchell is their best offensive player. The difference between them and that Atlanta team though is Donovan Mitchell is the best offensive player on either of those two teams. So they do have an elite offensive talent. They have someone who can go get buckets. But we've already seen how AD does Rudy Gobert. No chance. Um, There's no answer for LeBron in the whole NBA. Ben Simmons and KD do the best job, but that's about it. Don't nothing else. But Kawhi when he feels like playing defense. But um, that's about it. So
2: This team is a fluke, man. Seriously, OK, so
0: I got a question on um scale of one to ten. What are the Jazz's f- chances of making the finals? NBA finals? Zero. Whoa, buddy.
2: Oh, <laughs> zero. It um, is zero. They're not making the finals. I would not go that far. Zero? One. one. I, I'm sorry, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy. One. You get one. It's not happening.
1: I think they have a 30% chance.
2: So that's, Josh, that's Josh being nice. Because as soon as we get off this podcast, that shit's going to jump down to one.
1: I
0: got a higher number for y'all. <laughs> What's number? I was I was going to say forty percent from the jump. I think they got. Oh that my god, that's
2: generous. That barred injury, okay. I, on I, any I, other team, I think I,
0: there's there's something to be said about teams building chemistry over a certain amount of years. This team has been, besides Mike Conley, this team has been together for about four years now. They have. Chemistry from coach to p- best player to worst player, this is a, a team that has been built together like I they've can... been through the, they've been through the ups and downs, they had the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell thing they, they backed good like they had all the storylines that usually leads to a team making like a push like and people got the clippers just above them like bro, have we not watched the St Paul George like have we, did we not watched that shit last year?
1: Did it not happen? The reason I say thirty percent is only because is only two teams that I could see beating them. The Lakers, of course, because once AD's on that floor, Rudy Gobert is obsolete. Pax. But if they face the Warriors in the first round, if they face the Warriors in the first round, Steph will say be- Josh. Steph will beat them. That is a statement. All right, hold on. Oh, Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. That's the only two teams.
1: All I'm going to say that's is... That's like 30%. If they got to bet the Lakers and the Warriors, they're good.
2: Yo,
0: that's a hot take right there.
1: Bro.
2: We got to bet days. that the Warriors are going to even make it to the playoffs. That's a whole different argument. But the Jazz, they got to see the Lakers.
0: That yeah. was a hell of a statement, Josh. I wasn't expecting was. that one. I was, I was not expecting the Warriors to be the next thing by your mouth, bro.
1: If the Warriors <laughs> are the eighth seed and the Jazz are still at one... I'm scared for the Jazz. So I'm what scared.
0: they do? So what? Did, what did the Warriors do when Steph don't got the ball no more? Who scores then? Who scores when Steph don't got the ball?
2: Kelly Oubre is back to normal. Oh my, nigga. back to normal,
1: <laughs> nigga. Please. <laughs> up, and they they what? dropped want for a reason. They got a move coming.
2: All right, bro. We'll Look, see. We'll I, see. I, oh, I,
1: don't sleep. Don't
2: sleep. I got the Jazz probably zero percent. I, I bumped it up to one out of pure courtesy to Donovan Mitchell. Out of pure courtesy to my boy D Mitch.
1: Yo, oh, me. <laughs>
2: you're a Mets fan. You get the one percent. You get the 10%. All I'm gonna say is Rudy Gobert. like it's two, it's mainly for me, It's like a they're well coached. Yes, I get that, but it's two teams, it's two players that really mold this team. Is Donovan Mitchell on the offensive end and Gobert on the defensive end. And everything in between that. It's greatly coached, yes, but those are the two anchors. Now, Donovan Mitchell, he's shown that he can hold it down offensively. And Gobert showed that he can make his teammates better. But Gobert is like the only all-defensive person I know that makes his teammates better and still gets cooked individually. So I don't understand, like, with the proper, with the right matchup, Gobert is obsolete out there. No matter how much impact he brings his team defensive rating. It doesn't matter because with the ads, with the Jokers, you know, with the right matchup against them, it's going to be difficult. Because I don't have that much faith in Toby funderson, <laughs> Mike Conley, <laughs> Royce O'Neal. I even know who else on there. I don't got faith in them boys Donovich. like that. I like Bog. Bogdanovich Bog is cool. If but you guys don't,
0: is- if you guys don't know, and is calling Joe Ingles, Toby funderson.
2: Yes, for those who don't watch the office from the office. <laughs> so you got a guy who working in the HR in between Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, and that's pretty much the story of the Jazz. Like they're being carried by two people, and that's not going to last them that long. Especially oh. that Gobert can't create his own shot.
3: You're right, but so why is it crazy when I say Steph could beat them? Because it's just Steph. If that's one person and Draymond. You mean
0: Draymond who averaged five points a game, Draymond? That's fine. That's not
1: fine. Dubs, again, dubs. It's that game, (laughs) though.
0: That is... (laughs) Draymond... Draymond averaging five points a game is, like, embarrassing. Like, that (laughs) isn't... That's a layup, a layup, and a foul shot. (laughs) He plays 30-plus minutes a night. That's you that's, that's a whole nother conversation. A whole nother conversation. But okay, so Josh has the the Lakers and the Warriors as their true rivals. Ant says they have no chance. doesn't matter. Donovan we Mitchell don't care about fan.
2: Utah. We don't care about Utah. We don't. Either. We don't. Yeah. Get the no, I, no one does. Not, especially don't don't take that because
1: they, they they're 24 and 6. They should be talked about a lot more. Donovan Mitchell should be in the MVP conversation. We should. Um, but no MVP, I don't know. He should be. This to you know, Derek Rose, MVP, yeah.
2: Both, both one said, Rose. We don't believe you, you need more people. That, that applies to the Jazz right now. We don't don't you
0: ever him. compare Donovan Mitchell to Derek Rose again in your life.
2: <sighs> We're not going right? to talk about that on this. Relax. Listen, that
0: Relax.
1: Was a response, Ja. You're better than that.
0: Nigga, hold on. Let's have a conversation. Let's go over a tangent for a second. You think they're the same level player?
1: No. I just say. Right. <laughs> the fuck we you arguing about that? <laughs> I'm saying that their season is parallel with each other. That's it. The MVP season is the same thing as Donovan Mitchell's season this year. We actually
2: believe the Bulls, though. We did. I did. Derek Rose. Derek Rose is. I really believe did. them over LeBron. No one. That, that, no, that's not more good. believable than anything the Jazz is presenting to us right now. Yeah. My the Jazz can win another 20 in a row. And the shit's only gonna get bumped up to 30% for the finals, nigga. Like, I ain't believing
3: in it. Yeah.
0: That's
3: cool.
0: no so. one believes. No one believes in the Jazz, but for you to compare Donovan Mitchell to Derrick Rose is blasphemous. Oh my
3: gosh.
0: And buffoonery. So yeah. And all the Chicago gangsters are coming for you now.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's see, who, let's, see, let's see who protects you in Utah.
2: Not the Mormons. He got guns and shit. Chicago <laughs> people don't even
1: know where Utah is, bro. That's a fact.
2: They don't they're know where <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. But um, Any of our Chicago listeners, man, he meant that shit.
0: He meant it. And his Unfolding. address is... Beep, 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 beep. Imagine I give out your address on him. But, um... <laughs>
1: bro, meet, meet,
0: meet me
3: and Veer. Facts. M- meet you in Veer. Okay, creepy.
0: Uh... Zach Levine and Bradley Bill. What's the difference?
3: One actually um, trying to one one's complaining and the other one's whooping.
1: What's yeah. the difference? Um Zach Levine doesn't pout on the bench and then whenever they ask him if he wants to get okay. traded. No, no, yeah,
3: I'm no.
0: gonna
1: stay here. I'm gonna stay here. Gonna, yeah.
0: So yeah. and I, I present that question because like, why are we acting like Bradley Bill's the only player who could like move the needle? Like he's never proved to me that he's a winning player. Um, people say the same thing about Zach Levine but he, he, Bradley Bill proven but no, Zach exactly.
1: Levine is proven to me that he's more of a winner now than Bradley Bill. they have three more wins than them I know it's early but Zach Levine is willing them to those wins while Bradley Bill's scoring 50 and just pounding on the bench
2: with Westbrook I know it ain't the same Westbrook as we used to the Westbrook yeah but Zach Levine doing this with Kobe White and whoever the hell else is on the day, marketing
1: Steve Novak, not marketing. Steve Novak, reincarnated.
2: Steve Novak the second. All right. So not even just we don't know who Levine doing it with. But uh, he's doing it. Daddy's
1: young and all them guys like. Yeah, like
2: this is like Daddy Young 16. All right. So the Bulls do have a better roster.
0: After we just named like named them off, like besides Westbrook and Beal, Westbrook and Beal might be the only two NBA players on that roster. Like I know the Asian community loves Roy Hachimura, but I ain't seen shit. Um, so that is the difference. But I'm just saying, like we give Bradley Beal has had this whole like big like push behind him all season about oh this this star who could really be helping the team. I think Zach Levine can do the same exact thing.
1: Exactly, yeah. Absolutely. Because they played the same exact amount of defense. So negative five. I, I I'm more in favor of Zach Levine's younger, less injury history. I'm good.
2: All I right. mean, we did forget that he did take his ACL back in the day. I know it don't look like it. Zach Levine. Yeah, didn't he not have a bill, riley
1: bill has more surgeries on his yeah. Body.
2: I just that's right. I I just for Bill, I just don't like the passive aggressive route he's taking with this. Like oh, he's he, he, don't try to gain my sympathy. One, you yeah, took the extension. You knew this team was headed to nowhere when you signed that extension. So yeah. the, I don't I don't feel bad for niggas who take the money because it was a choice I at that hate point. It, bro. I Boom. Hate. Yeah. Second, like I know you're putting up points, but if you want the trade, just say you want the trade and deal with all the me- like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't Thank go you. out you can't go out gracefully from watching like if you want this shit to end, it's going to end money. That's just how it is. Thank you. Yeah. PG left muddy, AD left muddy. Everybody who leaves their team that they got drafted by is going to be because they the team that took the first hope on you. It's going to be a muddy situation. Got to get the balls and take it out of that.
0: Do you think that he is trying to like create this narrative of being like this um this superstar who's stuck in this bad situation yeah. because because he saw how James Harden shit played out?
1: Yeah, like, he wants people on his side. This yeah, is the first he first time. Because I don't know, I don't follow Bradley Bill, so I don't know if he got that attention like that before. But this is the first time people are actually giving him attention. Yeah.
2: yeah, like, yeah is, and he don't want it like, to go the wrong way. I agree. This is the first time he's gaining, I would say more of a national attention, more than anything, because Washington was never getting much national televised games. Last playoffs is like 2016, so they haven't seen much prime time. John Wall was always the franchise player prior to everything. So this is like the first time... Bradley Beal is getting recognized for the work he's put in in Washington, but he hasn't achieved anything besides averaging 35 points a game. And so for him to be pounding on the bench for what? Three, four seasons of poor play. I get it. But just man up and say, you want out instead of saying no when asked, Mm. but continue to pout. And that, that does nothing but decrease team morale. Like your teammates see you huffing and puffing, I wouldn't want to play with a nigga like that, huffing and puffing mm-hmm. trying my best. And you're complaining.
1: And that's not yeah. the only thing. How does that look to your younger teammates that you're mentoring, supposedly? Now you have shown them, oh, if I'm doing all this and, okay, the rest of the team is not good right now. Oh, I could do that when I get good. When shit not going my way. So it's like, I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Bradley Bradleyville, how he acts on the bench. Um and then he makes sure he he knows Kim's gonna be on him, so mm-hmm. he makes sure he does that. Towel over the head, rubbing his face. He makes sure he does it. So I was like, don't don't forget about his girl being
0: on Twitter, acting like like she his PR rep. She be on Twitter what like,
1: she said, she, what she tweeted again? She's like, oh, she was like, um, she's sick of losing or something, something like that.
2: She's sick of losing. What the hell is she sick of losing? It was just like. She' like, out there playing 40 minutes a game.
1: Like, this is not a good look. I don't care how you just want to be the, the media darling, because you are right now, but this is not going to last. Would you keep doing this?
0: At a point, everyone... What's the, um, the, the statement from Batman? Um, be a hero so long, you live long to see him become a villain or whatever that is. Like, that's just mm-hmm. what it is, bro. Like, if you want to leave, they're going to be mad at you, bro. That's just it. That's how sports fandom works. It does not matter. So just like, yo, stand up, put your chest out and be like, yo, I want to get traded. I don't want to lose no more. I don't want to waste no more on my prime here. I'm good. And a few people are going to write some articles. Some blogs are going to pick it up, call you a trader or whatever. Then you're going to be on another team in a few months. You're going to be happy.
1: doesn't matter like, if you're winning. They will forget about it.
0: Stop playing like stop. Stop trying to play both sides of the fence, bro. You can't want to leave and want to stay at the same time. It's not that difficult of a decision. Mm-hmm. This is like you know what I'm saying. You're not picking, no life. or leaving Washington, who cares, bro? Like Trump, they just keep Trump out.
1: Just be next, nobody, be right behind them. Nobody cares now about AD what he did to leave. Nobody cares right now. Nobody's talking about the Harden thing, and that thing was ugly. Nobody. That sorry. was
2: that was two months ago. The, exactly.
0: ugliest, <laughs> the ugliest player moving of my lifetime. That's the ugliest I've ever seen it get between a player and a team before he left. Hard yeah. That shit was nasty. We don't give a fuck no more.
1: Nobody so, it. It rally is, bill. Start winning. Because best believe a team that's going to win, that's in contention for championships, go trade for you. It's going to be mm-hmm. Miami. It's The Lakers are always in it. Or maybe, Denver. Denver, maybe the Clippers. You, you have these options out there. So if you just say it now, and then until waiting for later, you don't want to end up like a boogie.
2: Yeah, where too, you get traded too late pass, and it's you know nothing
1: to the team. It's like that's I don't want that to happen. Like
2: yep. And while we while we right here
0: on like this, we kind of have James Harden's name in the air along with Bradley Beals, and you just you just mentioned I'm Denver. Like, do the Nuggets feel stupid like taking Jamal Murray off the table for the whole James Harden deal earlier in the year? Yes. Like they, I think what happened with the bubble was people kind of stopped realizing that like they will, some players will never play this again because there's no fans and nothing around for them. They are completely focused on basketball. They're in this bubble place. There is no distraction outside. So certain guys are going to lock in and have like career years and certain guys are going to like fizzle out because they need like human interaction to be who they are, like they going through the mental parts of it. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets let the bubble turn Jamal Murray into a non-negotiable. And we could be in a world right now where James Harden's on the Nuggets for Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and like two picks. That could that that could be the world that we was in. And then the Nuggets ceiling is finals. Like that's it. Jokic yeah. hard and Harden finals. You know what I mean? So I think that's something we got to like, pay attention to. Teams have this bad habit of putting players as untouchable way too soon. It's mm-hmm. like... like, like even with Boston, I feel like Boston had turned Tatum into an untouchable way too... I'm not saying you should trade him. Yeah. I'm just listen, Just listen. Brown, you know what I'm saying? I'm clear. I'm clear, I'm clear, too. Jalen Brown was untouchable. They want not trade him for Kawhi Leonard. You know what I mean? And I kind of think they're right at this point. If you look at the two players right now, I would kind of... Yeah, they, they, they kind of like hung tight and, and held that right. But Still, like, I think that's just a lesson. Like, as you bring them up, it's a lesson. Like, stop. There's like six untouchable players in the NBA, you know, and like Should
1: only be six,
0: <laughs> yeah, and stop like adding names to it. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, that was my tangent real quick. On to the all star reserves. So, as we saw, as TNT does every year, they hosted the um all star announcements, and like, with no there was no um, surprise of like the the main the big names of who made it because you know it's the NBA we know the big dogs the Kd's Lebrons the you know those kind of guys but reserves have not hit the streets yet so we wanted to give you our All Star reserves pretty much going to be pretty similar it's like guys around the league that. Guys, you just should be all-stars. But let me run through the all-star starters first. In the West, LeBron, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, Steph Curry, Luka Dodgik are the starters out West. And out East, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, mm-hmm. Atos- mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, and Kyrie Irvin. All makes sense to me. Um, I would replace Bradley Beal with Jalen Brown. That's just me. I thought Jalen Brown was more deserving of that. I'm all-star starter spot this year, but you know we like kind of picking at straws at that point but mm-hmm. let's move reserves. Um, reserves let's start with Ant this time Ant who are your Eastern Conference all-star
2: reserves for the East I got I got Tatum Brown I got both of my boys on there gotta go deservingly so yeah you know I'm gonna be biased i both my Celtic boys there I got Harden on that I got Harden on the list without a doubt Randall Sabonis I got Ben Simmons, and to come down to the last one, I got Zach Levine nice. in that spot. I felt like he's really been uh, dragging the Chicago Bulls through the mud here, man. For a team that wants to trade him, he's still hooping. So, yeah, I feel like with all of that, it's kind of opposite, like we just talked about Bradley Bill. So I feel like he's like very deserving on that last spot, man. I feel like everybody else is self-explanatory. David have hooping.
0: And I feel like, um, just to like... We all got him on our list, so we can just talk about him now. So, Bonus is a name that's just going to be, like, passed over. Like, no one's going to talk about it. Like, But he is, like, your prototypical power forward. It's like, when you build power forward, it's kind of what you want from them. You know, rebounding, mm-hmm. like, low post scoring, mid-range scoring. Like, he's a real, like, throwback power forward. So, it's kind of good to see him getting his love. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons, a lot of guys were fronting on this season. Because like his numbers don't like pop off the screen, but that's like when you gotta look at the game, look at the impact, like watch how they perform, like all the things he does to like help the team. He's clearly an all star. But um, Josh, what about you? Um, Your yeah, Eastern Conference All Stars. You know who I'm.
1: With. You know who I'm rocking with. My first, my first pick is Harden. Shout out to my son. You know, brought that Houston source to Brooklyn. Um, some bonus. Um playing incredible, like you said. Tatum and Brown. Got Randall, shout out to the Knicks. Gang Gang. Um, I didn't want to put him because I'm a hater, like Josh said about Ben Simmons. Um and Zach Levine. Yeah.
0: I think my I'm just gonna keep it short so we don't gotta keep saying the same names over and over. But um I got the same all-star reserves as y'all, besides Bam. I gave BAM the spot that you guys gave to – looking at y'all teams. I'm missing something. Oh, I ain't got Tatum? No, I got Tatum. Oh, I don't got Tatum. I should have Tatum. That was a misprint. So, (laughs) Tatum. (laughs) Um, Do I got too many people?
1: That is eight. So, hold on.
2: Who cool, I'm gonna take off? Nobody. You trying, to, you trying to take? You trying to cheat, my nigga? What's so, 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 so up you, you? Gotta take Bam off, bro.
1: No Heat should be in an
2: All Star game. How you gonna cheat this Nigga, cheat looking, the segment, man. man. Let me look, man.
0: I'm looking at this again. Now, you are right. All right, man. Fuck you, Bam. You out. So we all got the same teams. We all got the same Eastern All Stars. Um, Bam. So like, let me just make a case for Bam. So I had to take him out last. Bam is an All Star. The Heat have not performed as a team as well as we would like them to. But Bam and Abadio is an all-star, especially the way he performed the other against the Lakers. He's just one of those guys that's a big game performer. Um, I think since coaches vote players in, I think Eric Spoelstra is pulled within the coach ranks and how Bam is like the kind of player that every coach kind of wants, just that tough defensive-minded rebounder, like just like prototypical. I think he will make it, and I think that the people who might suffer most is, are between um, um, Julius Randle and, and um, Zach Levine. Those are the two names who I think are most likely to lose their spot to uh, um, Bam just because Bam has like the equity with the coaches already. So that's where I start in the East. Let me run off my Western Conference All-Stars just um, so we can get it out of the way. I have Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, Zion Williamson, DeMar DeRozan, and Paul George. I think of anybody here who I could see losing this spot, maybe DeMar because, you know, no one cares about the Spurs and there's a bunch of great guards in the West, even though I think he's listed as a forward now. But um, that would be my one pick if someone had to be removed for another player. Josh, what about your Western Conference All-Stars?
1: Like you, I do have DeMar, Rosen, De- DeMar DeRozan just because of how the Spurs have been playing this year. Um, even though his stats are not like great, uh, I still got him in there. But I got Donovan Mitchell. I got Rudy Gobert against my will. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, PG, you know, he always plays well in
2: the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't know. CPG, I just full of shit.
3: Deep
1: looking thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Josh but PG on the list. I just want to say he's full of shit, y'all. Yeah. He don't mean that. You don't mean that. He don't mean that. Don't mean
1: he, that. But my yeah. thing with PG has always been, he's great in the regular season. No, man. you put PG
2: in there for the sake of basketball credibility. Like, you had to put him in there, but you didn't want to do that.
1: No, I did. I did. He deserved it. He deserved it. Even though Look, he gets cold pussy every game.
2: Sheesh. Look, man, I'm full of shit because I got both Donovan Mitchell and Gobert in there, even though nobody cares about Utah. Uh, besides that, Dame Dallas is an automatic. Uh, Z- I got Zion in there. I feel like Zion gonna get some love because the league loved that boy. That's the next up.
0: And he's putting up all star production, he's an all star production. Like, I would like for him to rebound more, but he is like an all star in terms of produ- he's shooting 60% at the rim. Yeah,
2: yeah, is he's not missing, like, he's a too big down there.
1: Is he even the best oh. player on his team?
3: Uh,
0: he's the most important player on his team.
2: He's not the best like skills wise, or like in the most polished, but in terms of just dominance, I think he's the most dominant on that team. Once he gets down to that low paint, so what are
0: you doing? And now the way that um Stan Van Gundy has started using him at like that top of the key or set up the offense kind of way, he puts so much pressure on the defense going downhill mm-hmm. that he just creates passing lanes. That's like that's kind of how they came back against Boston the other day. Like mm-hmm. he kept on attacking and finding the corners. Then um finally Brandon Ingram hit that three to put them up one. So um I just think in terms of him figuring out his game, he is. Zion is starting to look like the player that everyone was crazy about two years ago. Like now, he's kind of like, "Oh, I get it." Like he put it together. He's starting to put it together. The game's slowing down. He sees the game a little slower now. Like, all right, this guy's going to cut here. This, the, the this if I attack here, the corner is hip open and things like that. He's starting to understand basketball. So, yeah, I couldn't. I would. I would be surprised if he wasn't an all star. But um, who knows? Yeah. I.
2: I think just to close out my last three. Uh, you know, I got to go. Zion, Don, Mitchell, Dame. I got both the Suns boys in there. I got CP3 and Book. The Suns l- boys. The Suns boys. I got. I got both of them in there, and as well to close it, I got PG. I got Josh's favorite. So that's who I got coming out the West. No okay, about you, gotta, that stop, you gotta
1: stop this thing. That that is
2: that's your guy, Josh. It's all right, bro, 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 bro. bro. Stephen A. Got Kwame Brown. You got Paul George.
1: Only in the playoffs do I have a beef with PG. That's it.
0: <laughs> Yo, Stephen A. Smith really said, Kwame Brown is a certified scrub.
2: <laughs> That's going <laughs> to be Josh or PG, I'm telling you. He when has Josh... small
1: hands.
2: He
0: can't
3: catch oh. the ball.
2: Yo, when Oh My Josh makes it big, son, you're going to remember that PG rant. All right? Especially when he come at the end of the season wearing the jersey. I said an apology. But we can't
1: forget and make up for it by playing good in playoffs.
0: Let me just give y'all a few names who none of us said that um <laughs> are, like topic. that are most definitely uh like who are gonna get some votes. Anthony Davis, who probably will be an all-star. You just have to not replace him. I mean that's, how, I, that's probably how I, Zion gets his spot. Um no one said De'Aaron Fox, who was having like the season of his like the best season of his career.
1: He's a king, bro. You know what the vibe is. Damn, Sacramento he should sit be down. He he should be um Sacramento uh, sit free sit Fox, down.
2: free Fox. And
0: none of us mentioned Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler, two guys who will get votes. So,
2: I think we should talk. We should touch on a Tobias Harris subject. Oh, I think so too. Lightly. Who
0: do you? Who would you guys more likely? Who would you guys more want to see as an all star? Um, ben Simmons or Tobias Harris? Because three sixes
1: are not making it. Yeah, that's true. Um, ben, I'd rather see Ben, bro.
2: Nah. I know I'm going to choose my light skin, Brad. They're both light skin. Yeah, what is it? Yeah. So like yeah, Tobias. You so, like Tobias Harris, though. So I, I'm going to pick the doppelganger on this one. Nah, I'm bro. going with Tobias, man.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If Tobias Harris makes the all star game over Ben Simmons.
2: Yo, Ben Simmons, yes, I just have Simmons. the same criticism. I have the same criticism of that man.
1: That's criminal, bro. Then
2: take, take niggas to jail. Because I can see it.
1: That's like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> that take niggas to jail, man. I don't know, man. I He can't shoot. We're going to do pass or all, all-star game? I don't want to see he, that.
1: But then Brogdon should be in instead of Tobias. Like I don't, I don't know, man. I, that's not wrong. I'm not a fan of no.
0: Nah. Brogdon oh. fell off. Towards like the second, the second half of the first half of the season, he definitely isn't the to play <laughs> right now. Half first half, you know what I'm saying? But now, because he started off hot, yo, he was like yeah. one, like one of the quarter? best guards in the league. Yeah, whatever. And use your fucking college brain. Ooh, so impressive. <laughs>
2: uh, i I'm <sorry>. um, <laughs> I was just trying to feed <laughs> to it
0: together. <laughs> oh man, but um, yeah, we, were, we just brought up AD because um, you know. He he's would be he would definitely be an all-star, probably a starter if he wasn't hurt. So um just, just touch on that real quick. How do you guys see the Anthony Davis injury affecting the Lakers for like the foreseeable future?
1: Um it looks like he's very important to them.
0: Yeah, I like how I use those ESPN words just now, foreseeable future. I yeah. got gotcha, y'all, bro. I like I'm some
1: future reporter like so I'll watch out for my son Josh. Fuck out of here, Woj. Um I I I thought LeBron could still hold it down. You know, that's just, you know, I see LeBron as a top three player of all time. That's true. But you could definitely see the imprint of AD on that team, especially defensively, that they're struggling. And when it's just LeBron, you see the... Even the role players, I guess, are affected by it because it's like they don't have the same pep in their step, so...
0: You know, the player losing a player like AD, the number one thing it does, like is you don't have that safety blanket behind you no more. So you can't be as aggressive defensively. Like, mm. if I'm um, Dennis Schroeder, I feel a lot more comfortable pressing up on my man knowing that Anthony Davis is behind me, you know? So if he's not behind me, now I'm giving a little more space and letting, letting go a few more three-pointers. Things like that start happening. So that's what AD's, um is really felt. I but, um,
2: And this month without AD, just to get my 3 points. Um, pretty going to have major implications on LeBron just off the he didn't want to play all these minutes especially since AD going out like the, now the load is heavier I feel like he's still recovering from the bubble run <laughs> he wasn't expecting to do all this heavy lifting this early into the season he didn't want this sort of a layoff to begin with after the bubble run so having AD is detrimental to the rest I guess that month when he's gone just that wear and tear for LeBron that's really what it's really about that's what the Lakers are just trying to hold it down for the whole reason for Anthony Davis is to ease LeBron up yeah but I do think
0: I do my have and cut you off but I do think in the back of LeBron's mind and we know LeBron is one of the most calculated people ever he's like oh I could win MVP this year if I go crazy for a month a month where he just 29 11 and 9 for the month and they go if they play eight games or 10 games they win seven eight of them like honestly that could be like the mvp push he needs to like prove like look look how important I still am to the team mm-hmm. but if i'm being realistic about it um i do just see like this this was going to put the lakers into a mode where we don't care about the one seed we don't care about being a top four seed we would like to be a top four seed but they feel like they could beat anybody at any stadium in the in the league which they proved last year so I think at this point it's just about preparing the team for the postseason maybe you see more running for guys like um, the Horton Tucker dude and all these other people I heard they, yeah. they, they're interested in boogie which is interesting I guess they
2: uh, are definitely going to go for a backup big now
0: yeah, so I is, feel like all is, the bigs is. on the market,
2: it's only like a two-team race between the Nets and the Lakers now, honestly. Yeah.
0: I heard people trying to mention Boogie to the Nets, but I don't see how he helps them at all. I see no um, I see no, um, no. reason for, for the, the Nets to get Boogie. So, yeah, I just think the Lakers, we are now going to see them kind of start coasting a little bit.
1: And I think that's yeah. what LeBron is doing. LeBron, like you said, is taking calculated on... Um, Steps, moves like he's not gonna exert himself. Like he knows he, at this age, his old ass um, that he could calculate. He don't gotta go crazy for wins in in um, February because it's not like is your a new team like the Nets who need these wins to build chemistry. They already know what they are. The Lakers already know that. They're so, defending. Yeah, so they he knows I'm gonna just play the course. I'm gonna get the wins when we need to i'm gonna just fill out this process we're not gonna fall that much but we're gonna be good by the playoffs
0: yeah that's a fact and one more thing that before we um since we still like on that like we still around the all-star game how do y'all
1: feel about the dunk contest being during the halftime of the all-star game i heard it was the skills competition and three-point contest too
2: I heard the skills, I think the skills is before the All-Star game and all the, you know, all the skills, the three-point shootout is before that. And I think the dunk is during the halftime, which is kind of disrespectful to the dunkers. Mm -hmm. If, you know, like, I feel when done correctly, the dunk contest is beautiful, like the 2016, you know, best dunk contest in my opinion. But it's just kind of like they're rushing it. And I feel like it's just a lack of creativity or lack of new dunks. But it's always disappointing to see the dunk contest treated like a castaway. Cause it can be a real spectacle when given the opportunity. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that they're right. The NBA is in this weird spot where they've never been this thirsty for money. Like they're a business, so they always want money. But they've lost so much money over the past two years that they kind of just trying to do things. Um, we haven't really spoke on it. It's not something that we don't really talk about, like the behind the scenes in the league and the front office and those kind of things. But I don't think Adam Silver has handled this season well. I think he has done a I would say a less than um adequate job yeah. at handling the Z, like just how they handle COVID, how they handled like the all-star break, like all of these things, um how many like postponed games there was early on in the season.
3: He could um, just it. <laughs> yeah. Like...
0: Them trying to like squeeze all these games into like this dead period they're supposed to have at some point this year it doesn't make any sense. There's no way you're gonna play all those games in that time. It's just
1: and it's th- the first. We don't yeah. to do the second half of the schedule, too. We're not gonna find out until like all-star break.
0: Exactly. And then <laughs> and then like you just have like the season just feels so disconjointed and you force the all-star game, which is nuts to me. You're putting you're putting the 24 best players in the league in one place while there is a disease that's passed through the air. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the most open party city in America right now. It just feels like a bunch of misses. Even the Atlanta mayor, Keisha Bottoms, was like, yo, we don't want it here. Like, we I, I, we get it. We have, like, a good friendship with the NBA, but the the, the All-Star Weekend will not be the same All-Star Weekend you used to. She's trying to, like, cancel parties, which she has no power to do. But it's just... It's
1: not setting a good precedent.
0: Even the, the politicians in the state are telling you this is a bad idea. Yeah. But... You know, business must be done. So we will see it's how things usual. move forward after that. Um, Put some respect on the dunker's name, y'all. Yeah. Put some respect on the dunker's name, what are we going to say? You know what I mean? All like, in, if
1: you hear me, please, please. Please just behave this weekend. I mean, that weekend.
0: Nigga, you know Harden 4PF. Know. Nigga, he out there. <laughs> Nigga, 4PF, 4PF he Hardin. out there. You violent. No,
1: you bitch, you please, we need you, bro. Please, no strip clubs just for that weekend, bro. You go no, to the strip club as, as soon as we win the championship. Please, we need you. Bro, when New York opened back up, James
0: is going to stimulate the strip club industry by himself, bro. <laughs> by himself. He's sending kids to college. He's, he's sending strippers to nursing school. All of that.
1: He's like, I still got this all untaxed money from Houston. What's up, Bruh, He about to be throwing it.
0: Real talk, and Casanova in jail. It's nobody gonna rob him. So perfect. I'm saying, Harden gonna be all right. All right, y'all. This has been <laughs> episode twenty nine of the Dash Only Podcast. I am your host, Ja. Once again, I have had the pleasure of being joined by my crimey, my grimy, crimeys, my partners in pod, my cohorts, Mister. Oh my gosh. And the tagless, the always incomparable. He
3: got bitches coming over. And All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 Lady y'all.